At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is our number three of the look at right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Greg Peterson in for Scott Seidenberg, and we've got a tremendous final hour of the show as we're going baseball heavy as we've got 15 games on the board for this MLB Tuesday. We get on a few in the first few hours, but we've got lots of opportunities to be able to get to the window on this Tuesday, so going to try to give you guys as many picks and as much analysis as humanly possible on this board, so that's where we are going as we took a look at the NFL in both our number one and our number two. A big thanks to Josiah Clark. He wanted to join me in the last segment of our number two. And we were also joined by Randy McKay. Does a great job. They get a look at things in both the NFL and also the NHL. And also was the VEASAN fan of the year a few years ago. Always great to be able to get him aboard. He joined me in our number one. So Let's take a look at now what we can make money on for this Tuesday as we got a lot of interleague games that are going to be going down, including a team that is going to be playing without two of their biggest sluggers. How about if we wind up going 921-922 on the bang board? This is the Toronto Blue Jays playing us to the St. Louis Cardinals. Jose Barrios is going to be going for the Jays, and Andre Pallanti is going to be going for St. Louis. Total on this game is 9, and with the Blue Jays, find them anywhere between a minus 210 to a minus 215 favorite, and... When it comes to the Cardinals, anywhere between plus 185 and plus 182 is your price. And reason why we're seeing the price that we are right now in the Toronto Blue Jays is that with the Canada vaccine mandates to be able to get in there, you need to be vaccinated, which means that where the St. Louis Cardinals are going to be without 
both Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado. This is one of these cases in which I'm sure that there are varying opinions about it, but when it comes to handicapping, you just have to take a look at what is out there on the field. You need to leave personal preferences to the side, and you have to recognize that no matter how you feel about this situation, it's not going to put Paul Goldschmidt or Nolan Arenado out there on the field, and that is a big loss for the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, something I actually wanted talking about in a podcast that just wanted being released on the VEASAN Best Bets feed, the baseball betting show. I do that every single day. It uploads midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. Eastern time. Is evaluating how much you wind up making a star position player worth. And if you take a look at what bookmakers wind up doing in an example against, ironically enough, the Toronto Blue Jays, but this time it wasn't due to any mandate or anything like that. It was when they were on the road a few days ago against the Boston Red Sox, and you wind up seeing Rafael Devers playing game number one of that series, and then he wound up being out on the Saturday and the Sunday. The announcement that he was going to be out for the Saturday game, you wound up seeing right around about a 20 or so cent move, and I wound up taking a relatively similar approach. Overall, Nolan Arenado, along with Paul Goldschmidt, it wound up causing between a 40 to a 45 cent move in terms of my line. Like, I wound up making the Toronto Blue Jays in this situation a little bit north of a $2 favorite. I wound up setting them a 218 personally. I personally am taking a look at the run line. You wound up seeing this open up in a lot of places right around even money. Now we're seeing in most spots this being closer to a minus 105, but I still think that you've got a relatively solid value. I'd be willing to lay up to a minus 115 because with the St. Louis Cardinals, you just are now bereft of a lot of power. Paul Goldschmidt right now is the leader in the clubhouse in terms of the Vegas odds. In terms of being able to win National League MVP, he has been incredible. North of a 400 on base, 330 batting average, north of 20 home runs. He's been hitting righties. He's been hitting lefties. He's been hitting on the, at home. He's been hitting on the road. Guy has been sensational. And then you got Nolan Arenado. He's hitting nearly a 300. He's been able to supply 19 home runs. And then you wind up getting down to some of the guys that might be replacing them. And it's not necessarily so terrific as... You've got Brendan Donovan, who's been able to do a solid job of being able to get on base for the team, sitting right around a 280. Tommy Edmond, he's been able to seal some bases. He's sitting right around a 250. And then you've got guys like Dylan Carlson, Juan Yepes, hitting in that pocket about a 252, 260 as well. But I mean, the power is gone. The only other player outside of Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado with north of nine home runs thus far this season. That'd be Juan Yepes with 11, and he's been a little bit banged up himself. So it winds up putting the St. Louis Cardinals team in a world of hurt. Now, we wound up seeing not quite the same ordeal because this team was without a couple other pieces, but we wound up seeing something about a week and a half ago with the Kansas City Royals, their series against the Blue Jays, and they wound up trotting out their guy by the name of Angel Zerpa, who we're also going to be seeing on Tuesday. I wound up previewing that game against the LA Angels a little bit earlier on in the show, vcin.com slash podcast if you wound up missing that. But, I mean, we wound up seeing them as north of a $3 underdog being able to get the job done outright. So it's not just a case in which you wind up having Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Aaron out, and they're going to be pulling two fans out of the stands. These are still professional baseball players. This is still a case in which you're still going to have competent bats out there. But at the same time, it really does wind up making a big difference. And for the Blue Jays, they still do have a... Rather rough bullpen. Now, it has been getting better for this team. You've got Dim Meza along with David Phelps throwing their Adam Simber as well. All guys posting up a sub-3 ERA. Jordan Romano, you're able to throw him in this fold as well. And, I mean, for the Toronto Blue Jays, it's been a ERA for the bullpen that's been in the top half of the league over the last 40 days. They've been able to do a good job of being able to shape up after it had been a relatively brutal start 
to the season for them. And for the St. Louis Cardinals, they by and large have been able to do a solid job out of their bullpen. Ryan Elsley has been able to post up a sub-1 ERA. And as a matter of fact, over the last 40 days, this team ranks in the top eight in terms of bullpen. ERA has been able to get some good innings out of someone like Zach Thompson. You've been able to have, like I said, Genesis Cabrera be able to give you multiple innings as well. So these guys have done a nice job of being able to hold on the fort. But no question, lineup advantage. It winds up going to the Toronto Blue Jays. You got Flyer Guerrero Jr. It's been a little bit cold recently, and he still has 20 home runs, hitting at 270. Well, Bichette has been able to do a solid job. Remy Altapia is hitting well over a 325 over the last 30 days. He has really been able to round into form to Oscar Hernandez after he wound up being out due to injury towards the beginning of the season. He has been solid, and the big thing is Jose Barrios and his home and road splits. They wound up being very, very large. When I was in Minnesota, they're even bigger now that he's in Toronto. He's got about a 330 home ERA and a road ERA that is north of 7. His home runs per 9 rate jumps north of 75% when he is on the road. Just absolutely massive to take a look at. And then for Andre Pallanti, it's been a case in which I feel like he's been really, really lucky this year because I don't know what Andre Pallanti really does well, but somehow, someway, he's right now got an ERA that is a sub-3.5. He's really been trying to get as many ground balls as humanly possible, and thus far, he's been able to succeed at it, but he's got a fielding independent that's nearly a full point higher than his actual ERA. ERA is a 3.34. Fielding independent is a 4.24. Now, honestly, I'm a little bit surprised that his fielding independent is that low because he gets six strikeouts per nine innings, 3.3 walks per nine innings. He gives up nearly 10 hits per nine innings. Opponents overall hitting a little bit north of a 2.75 off of him. And yet, he's been able to hold down the fort for this team. So, I've got massive concerns with Andre Pallanti in this one. I do think that the bullpen going to be able to do their part. So I did wind up taking a look at the under, but I think this is a case in which, with the Cardinals being without Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, it is going to be a big, big detriment to the team, to say the least. And I do think that Jose Barrios is going to look like the Jose Barrios we typically wind up getting in Toronto. So I'm going to be willing to back the Blue Jays on the run line to go with this total under. I mean, the interleague games that we're going to be getting on Tuesday, they're very good. How about if we wind up taking a look at the first game of the Subway Series, 923-924. This is the Yankees. They're going to be technically on the road against the New York Mets. That's not going to be too far of a ride for them to be able to get to this game. It might take a while with the traffic, but you've got Jordan Montgomery. It's going to be on the bump for the Yankees, and it is Taiwan Walker. It's going to be going for the Mets. Mets are finding themselves in a relative pick'em game. With the Yankees and the Mets, you're pretty much going to be able to find them anywhere between about a minus 105 to a minus 115, depending upon which team you wind up taking a look at, and your total on this game is 8. And when it comes to the Yankees, I did wind up saying them a little bit more of a sizable favorite at minus 132 because I think that Taiwan Walker could wind up having exactly what wound up happening to him last season happen this season. And by that, I mean Taiwan Walker came out the first half of the season. He was an all-star pitcher. He wound up having an absolutely amazing start to the season because he was getting really lucky on balls not leaving the yard. Second half of the season, those balls that stayed in the yard the first half, they wound up flying out, and as a result, his season went straight down the toilet bowl. He wound up having a 447 ERA when it was all said and done. His home runs per nine rate second half of the season was way north of two, and we wound up seeing that first half of this season. 91 and two-thirds innings, he has given up four home runs, his strikeouts per nine rate is as low as it's ever been, right around a 7.2. Now, to his credit, the command has been better, right around two and a half walks per nine innings, but better case in which 
every single ball hit against him seems to be finding just the right spot where a fielder is. So that way they're able to get an out. Meanwhile, for Jordan Montgomery, pinpoint accuracy out of him. He's been able to post up right around two walks per nine innings, actually a little bit less than that. And for Jordan Montgomery, he has been tremendous in terms of being able to keep the ball in the yard as well. And what has been really good for Jordan Montgomery is the fact that on the road, he's actually got a better ERA than he does at home, which is going to be big because the New York Yankees, they've been dealing with some guys that are now on the fold in the bullpen. Chad Green has been out for quite a while, and he is not going to be coming back the rest of the season. Michael King wanted getting lost just after the All-Star break as well. I believe it was in that series against the Baltimore Orioles. So, that is going to be a little bit of an issue. Now, you still have Clay Holmes out there in that bullpen. Lucas Ludke, he's been able to post up a sub-3 ERA really since the middle of May. So he's been able to round into form for the team. Wadi Peralta's been solid. And you do take a look at the Mets. That is a little bit of a worrisome issue for him. Seth Lugo is north of a 3-5 ERA. Joey Rodriguez has not been terrific. Drew Smith, over the last three days, he's posting up north of a 6 ERA. So got some issues when it comes to this New York Mets bullpen. And, I mean, let's call it what it is. The Mets lineup just does not compare to the power of the New York Yankees. We got John Carlos Sand and Anthony Rizzo, a combined 46 home runs. Aaron Judge has been able to slug out 36 bombs. And for the Mets, those infield singles that they were getting a little bit earlier in the season, those have dried up a little bit as well. Sterling Marte has been dealing with a little bit of an injury, so I think that that is going to be a bit of an issue. And with the Yankees' way that they're able to crush the ball, I'm going to be taking a look at an over. And as a matter of fact, Mets have been one of the top over teams in all of baseball. I'm going to be taking a look at the Yankees and this total over. And coming up next, I'm going to be taking a look at a few games out there in the National League that we're going to be seeing on this MLB Tuesday card right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. Greg Peterson holding it down for Scott Seidenberg. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have ticked it off? I'm going to be honest with you, I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. 
Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon now to be able to compete for free for cash all season long. Enter into weekly prediction pools. Fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to be able to dive into the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 years or older terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And as always, please do drink responsibly as it is a look at with myself, Greg Peterson. And speaking of baseball, we're diving into the MLB betting board that we have got for this Tuesday as it is a relatively solid one. I'm going to take a look at a few interleague games in segment number one and in the final segment. So in about 30 or so minutes, 12.45 a.m. Pacific time. If you're out there on the East Coast, 3.45. Going to wind up running through once again my DK Nation pick. I'm going to be hitting this towards the beginning of hour number two as well. If you don't want to wait, vcin.com slash podcast for that. But we're going to be hitting upon that. And we do have ourselves some relatively solid pitching matchups. This is going to be one that I think is going to be a little bit more interesting as we do have 909-910 on the betting board. The LA Dodgers looking to come off of a loss and bounce back as they've got Mitch White on the mound and they're going to be playing us to the Nationals with Josiah Gray going and for the Nationals, they are once again finding themselves an underdog. Not quite as big of an underdog as they did on Monday as the Dodgers wound up closing in a lot of places right around $3 favorites. But And we're between minus 240 and minus 260 is your price on LA and for Washington, and Josiah Gray, finding them anywhere between about a plus 210 to a plus 220 underdog. To all this game, most places you're finding it at 8.5 with really heavy juice, like a minus 125. I know I've even seen as high as a minus 130 on that over. Meanwhile, the under is a little bit of plus price. DraftKings really the low 9 that I'm seeing with their juice on the under end. This is something I talked about in our number 1, in which, for me, it's either Nationals on the money line, or you take a look at the Dodgers on the run line, because with the Dodgers, all but seven out of their wins thus far this season have wound up coming on the run line. And as a matter of fact, if you're taking a look at the LA Dodgers, if you've been betting them on the money line in every one of their games, and they've won darn near 67% of them, as we know, if you're betting a minus one ten spread and you're hitting 67%, you know what? You're doing pretty darn good. Well, unfortunately, this is a money line sport, and well, it's not necessarily so great. You're making a little bit of money off the Dodgers if you've been betting them on the money line night in and night out. But and you just even go back to Monday, you wind up laying right around minus 300 to try to win 100. Put down the 300, try to get back 100. That is a much bigger loss than if you took the run line where it wound up closing right around minus 145 to a minus 150. Lobbing down $145 and not getting that $100 of profit along with your original bet back. That winds up stinging, but... Doesn't sting as badly as minus $3, I can tell you that much. And when it comes to the Dodgers, this is a spot in which you are finding their run line actually substantially less a little bit earlier. I want to personally wind up taking a stab on the Dodgers run line, and I still see a little bit of value here. I was willing to lay up to a minus 125 
in terms of the Dodgers' run line. Most places, maybe got it right at a minus 125. But that said, with Josiah Gray, and I think it's so interesting about him, and you got to think that we're going to see a little bit of regression here. He has been really, really good on the road. He's been really, really bad at home. And I mean, Nationals Park, it's not necessarily the world's greatest pitcher-friendly park in the world, but it's not like it's Coors Field. It's not Great American Ballpark or anything like that. And yet, Josiah Gray has an ERA that's a little bit north of two on the road. At home, it winds up going north of six. I mean, it is very wild to take a look at as a result. He's got a 440 ERA overall, but I mean, for Josiah Gray, he has been lights out on the road with a 5-0 record. His home runs per nine rate, still not great, but at the same time, it's relatively acceptable. He's given up seven home runs on the road compared to at home. He has wound up giving up 14 bombs in a relatively comparable amount of innings, 46 and a third on the road, 45 and two-thirds at home. So, been interesting to take a look at this, and the opponent's batting average, it winds up climbing by nearly 95 points when he's at home. Opponent's earning a buck 78 off of him on the road. You got to figure that that's going to be going a little bit upward. A little bit of a motivational spot for Josiah Gray as well. Josiah Gray was a part of one of the big blockbuster trades that we wound up seeing from last year's trade deadline. As we remember, the Dodgers, they wound up getting Trey Turner and Max Scherzer from the Washington Nationals. One of the big pieces that the Nationals wanted getting back was, ironically enough, Mr. Gray, who's going to be taking them out. Meanwhile, for Mitch White, he's been solid. Nothing great about him. He winds up getting eight strikeouts per nine innings. His walks per nine rate, it is a little bit higher than you'd like it to be, but at the same time, it's nothing that's like uberly out of control. He's been able to hold down the Ford at home, his home and road splits, nothing overly demonstrative there, and has been able to do a good job keeping the ball in the yard right around one home run surrendered per nine innings, but he's also backed up by a relatively solid bullpen. Yancey Almonte, along with Evan Phillips, both of these guys are posting up a sub-two ERA. Craig Kimbrell's been a little bit better recently, but that said, certainly it's not been necessarily the world's greatest year for Craig Kimbrell, but this is a Dodgers team that, after they wound up having some very funky home and road splits to begin the season with their pitching first two months out of the year, their home ERA was actually nearly like .8 points higher than it was on the road. Things have been able to rain back in a little bit more. And the Dodgers, they find themselves a top two team with regards to the ERA in the bullpen in the National League. Meanwhile, for the Washington Nationals, it's just not been a very good bullpen at all. They have not been able to really find a good blend with this team. You've got guys like in Andres Machado, Kyle Finnegan, Steve Ciszek, Victor Arano. Go down the list of guys posting up a north of 375 ERA. And the big thing for the Washington Nationals as well. This is not a team that's able to belt out the deep ball. You do have Juan Soto, who over the last 21 days has been hitting north of a 350, so he has been able to do a very solid job of being able to lend a little bit of offense for this team, and I mean, a lot of guys have been able to get on base for this team. You've got guys like Nelson Cruz, Mikel Franco, Cesar Hernandez, Kibe Ruiz, all these guys hitting between about a 235 to 250. Yadio Hernandez, he's been able to do a solid job for this team as well, and the Nationals are actually in the top 10 in the big leagues in terms of batting average. Washington Nationals, in terms of home runs on a per-game basis, they are dead last out there in the National League. And in terms of just road games, they're averaging right around two-thirds of a home run per game. The only team that's been worse out there in the National League, in terms of home runs per game on the road, that'd be the Colorado Rockies. And they've got some of the most demonstrative home and road splits you're ever going to find because, they, well, they wind up playing out there in Coors Field. And then when it comes to the LA Dodgers side of things, you've got Mookie Betts, who's been able to do an amazing job at the leadoff spot for the team, north of 20 home runs, and at 270. And then you've got Trey Turner, Freddie Freeman, Will Smith, all giving you between 14 and 15 home runs. Now with with 
what you've been able to get out of Will Smith. He's been able to give you right around 350 on base. His overall batting average for the year is at 270, but if you hone in on his last 30 days, batting well above a 300. Meanwhile, Freeman and Turner, both of these guys are getting above a 300. Now, for Cody Bellinger, it's another loss year for him. He, Max Muncy, these guys have been absolutely lost. But Trace Thompson, I mean, maybe he's farming himself as something other than Clay's brother. He's actually been able to give the team some relatively solid at-bats. Kevin Lux has been able to above a 285 for this bunch. So you've got a very formidable Dodgers lineup. I did wind up saying my total as a result, more around an 8.7. Seeing the 8.5s, I would like it over, but I would not be willing to lay a minus 125 to a minus 130 on the juice. I personally, I'm going to be waiting if we could see just a little bit of a move off of that. I would rather take like a minus 115-ish on a 9 under rather than playing just such a juicy line to the over. So this is one in which I'm going to be waiting on a little bit in terms of the total because Miles DraftKings not available out here in Las Vegas, which is really where I'm finding the low 9. The 8.5 at a minus 125, you just don't want to be laying that much juice because you take a look at the game of baseball and you don't find many totals that wind up landing on the exact number because we were actually talking about this on the lookout with Dave Tooley yesterday. The fact that we have not seen too many pushes on the total. You wind up seeing a total like, for example, this one where you've got between an 8.5 and, and a 9. Not too many games are landing 5 to 4, 6 to 3. You end up finding a lot of 2 to 1, 3 to 2, where it's just a very dead under. Or if you end up having it over, the Dodgers wind up getting 10 plus runs all by themselves. And you know what? That winds up taking any sort of a push factor out of the equation. Not enough number, not enough totals wind up landing on the number to really warrant paying, I would say, even north of minus 120 on the juice let alone minus 125, minus 130 like you typically wind up seeing. The juice is just not worth the squeeze. To, to mention a little bit of a term there, like, I mean, if I wind up saying it totally an 8.6 and you wind up seeing an 8.5, but that juice is at a minus 130, I would rather shop around and get like a 9 under at like a minus 115 much before. I would rather be taking a look at an 8.5 over personally. So it's just sort of what I wind up taking a look at in terms of totals. So I'm going to be... Taking a look to see what winds up happening overnight in terms of line movement. Certainly not wanting to take an eight and a half over. And heck, I mean, even though I wound up saying my total a little bit north of an eight and a half, I would rather get a plus price on an eight and a half to the under rather than wind up taking the minus one twenty five G's personally. Just a little bit of my personal philosophy when you do wind up getting up this high in terms of totals. And speaking of totals. Right now, most of you guys are not going to be seeing a total in terms of Pirates versus the Chicago Cubs game. Very, very normal of books to not wind up posting up a total in terms of games played out there in Wrigley Field because a lot of it has to do with wind. Now, the only place I am seeing a total on this game, that would be a Circa. Right now, I'm seeing a total of nine with the juice on the under end. We're going to dive into this game a little bit more on the flip side as it is going to be Keegan Thompson who's going to be going for the Chicago Cubs. He's been relatively one of their best starting pitchers, so it's going to blend for a relatively interesting matchup on Tuesday, and we'll dive into it next right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. And we're back here on the look ahead with myself, Greg Peterson, holding it down for Scott Sandenberg both tonight and all week long. Scott getting some well deserved vacation, and I am very happy to be joining you guys. And we're going to pick up where we wound up leaving off with taking a look at the MLB baseball card for Tuesday with 
the Pirates and the Chicago Cubs. This is 9-0-1, 9-0-2 on the betting board, and this is going to be the lone matinee game for Tuesday as it's Keegan Thompson going for the Cubs and Bryce Wilson is going to be going for the Pirates. Only place I'm seeing a total on this game is that Circa with that total at a 9 juice to the under, but in terms of a money line, you're finding the Cubs anywhere between minus 175 and minus 190 between plus 160 and really plus 150-ish is where you're going to be finding the Pittsburgh Pirates and you're not going to find a run line with this either until you do wind up getting a little bit more of a total posted because typically if you take a look at a team laying a run in F, you're going to be finding a little bit more of a plus price on a team in a total of like 7.5 rather than like 8.5 or 9.5 just because easier to be able to win by multiple runs when there's more runs in the game itself. So that explains that. But that said, with the Cubs, I'd be willing to lay up to a minus one of five on the run line. When it's all said and done, I did wind up setting the minus 193 on my money line. But that said, I did wind up setting my total at an 8.3. So if we wind up seeing market-wide, the nine that we're currently seeing at Circa, I would be taking a look at the under now. Wind conditions always wind up deciding these regularly field totals. And right now, it looks like the wind is going to be blowing up, but it's going to be, shall we say, weak right around three to five miles per hour. So it shouldn't necessarily play too much of a factor either way. I mean, it is blowing up, but at the same time, three to five mile per hour winds. That's really not much of anything, even for Wrigley Field. So not necessarily too much of a factor there. What is a bigger factor is how these guys are pitching. For Bryce Wilson, he's actually seen a little bit of an uptick in the amount of swings and misses that he's been able to get this far this season as he's been able to get himself up to more around seven strikeouts per nine innings. So that has been better for him. But with Bryce Wilson, he just winds up giving up a lot of contact in general. And when you wind up giving up a lot of contact, you give up nearly three walks per nine innings like he does. It's typically a recipe for disaster. His home runs per nine rate right in the neighborhood about one and a half. So he has really been struggling now. Ever since he's wanted to resurfacing and getting a few more starts here in July, it's been a little bit better for him. He's given up two earned runs or fewer in each of his three starts this month. Now, he did wind up having one start in which there were a couple unearned runs thrown in there against the Milwaukee Brewers, but certainly better than the combined 14 runs in two starts that he wound up giving up against St. Louis towards the back half of May into June. So he's been able to shape himself up a little bit. And then you take a look at the flip side for Keegan Thompson. Wound up having a few rough starts himself towards the beginning of the month of June, but this guy has been absolutely dominant at home. The strikeouts per nine rate, not necessarily like overly dominant, but still eight strikeouts per nine innings, certainly competent with that regard, but what has been really nice for Keegan Thompson, way that he's been able to keep the ball in the yard at home as you take a look at his home and road splits, right around a 440 road ERA compared to a 284 ERA at home, giving up just one home run in 50 and two-thirds innings when he has been at home. Meanwhile, six bombs in 30 and two-thirds innings, on the road. So he's been certainly much better when he's been at Wrigley Field. And for the Chicago Cubs, it's not like this is a bullpen that has gone out there and has been just absolutely supreme this season. But I said, you take a look at what they will do over the last five weeks. They're in the top five in the league in terms of bullpen ERA. Michael Givens has been able to give you some very nice innings, coupled with someone like Scott Efforts. Both of these guys have a sub three ERA. Been a little bit of a lost season for Rowan Wick ever since really the first month or so of the campaign, but all these other guys, like even a David Robertson, have been able to step up for this bullpen. Meanwhile, the Pirates, they're dead last in terms of bullpen ERA in the science fan, and they're second worst in the league in terms of bullpen ERA. Now, you do have a couple trustworthy guys, like a Tyler Beatty, who's been able to give you multiple innings. He's able to go for right around a sub-3-5 ERA. Chase Young has been relatively soft for the team, save a Tampa Bernard, but 
Chris Stratton, when you've had out there someone like an Aaron Fletcher, it has not been going too well for the Seaman. Speaking of not going too well, how about this lineup of the Pittsburgh Pirates as well as right now you've got really two guys that are seeing a bad set of more than five home runs this season. Ryan Reynolds and he could be traded at any minute at this point. There has been much speculation there. He's been a rock solid bat. Wound up just coming off the injured list on Monday for this bunch, hitting right around 255. He's been able to give the team 15 home runs. And what's really weird about the Pittsburgh Pirates is that you've had three guys since Father's Day hit for at least three home runs in a game. He, Michael Perez, Jack Swazinski. Swazinski has been missing recently due to an injury. And Michael Perez, well, he's really a non-factor for the team as well. But you take a look at this entire Pittsburgh Pirates team, and you just have a big, giant, shall we say, plethora of guys hitting for a 220 or lower. Swazinski and Perez, who I mentioned a little bit earlier, Diego Castillo, Oniel Cruz, Tyler Heineman, throwing there Rodolfo Castro, Josh Van Meter, Yoshi Satsugo. It has been really, really bad. And Yoshi Satsugo, I think, has been, like, just so strange because... He wound up having a really good end to the 2021 season. They inked him for this year, and ever since then, he has just completely fallen off the table. Meanwhile, for the Chicago Cubs, it's not like this team has a bunch of power or anything like that, but this is already a team that's put up 21 runs at home this season against this very same Pittsburgh Pirates team. Now, I certainly don't think that we're going to be seeing a 21 spot anytime soon, but they do have guys who are able to get on base. Patrick Wisdom, who congratulations to him because right now he is on pace to strike out more than 200 times this season, but has been able to give the team 17 home runs, so he has been able to do a solid job with that respect, and do have a lot of guys that have been able to get on base, as you got Wilson Contreras, who has been able to give you 14 home runs, he's got a 375 on base, C.A. Suzuki, Christopher Morrell, Ian App, P.J. Higgins, lying between about a 267 to a 282, and then even someone like Nelson Vasquez. He's been able to go deep a few times for this team recently. Rafael Ortega has seen his batting average tip a little bit. That's been a little bit of an issue, but still, Cubs, I think, should be able to dominate this Pittsburgh Pirates team. Pirates are just very banged up with their lineup. They're trotting out their young guys, and the young guys, they're going to be good in a few years. Right now, they are fade. So as long as I'm able to get even money or better pretty much on the run line of the Cubs, because that is not going to be up until we wind up getting a total on this game, I'll be looking there and with the Cubs, in terms of a total perspective, the nine that I'm seeing here at Circa, I'd be willing to take that under as well. And then we wound up seeing a little bit of pitcher, pitcher switch Rooney in terms of Giants versus Diamondbacks for Monday, and that has a little bit of a ripple effect for Tuesday. 907, 908 on the betting board. It is the Giants on the road against the Arizona Diamondbacks. It was looking like Merrill Kelly was going to be going in this game and said he wound up going on Monday night. Now it's going to be Tyler Gilbert. Gets a start here, and he's going to be going up against Carlos Rodon for the San Francisco Giants. And with the Giants, finding them as a relatively sizable favorite. When it was supposed to be Merrill Kelly against Rodon, you're finding the Giants right around about a minus 130 to a minus 135 favorite when this went off the board. Now a lot of the books that are reposting this have this between minus 165 to a minus 175, anywhere between plus 140 to a plus 155 on the stakes with a total of 8.5, up from the total of 8 that we were seeing a little bit earlier. And... I do agree with the move, as I did wind up saying the Giants, minus 182 in terms of my handicap. Right now, you're finding the Giants' run line right in the neighborhood, about a minus 105. I'd be willing to lay that. I wind up setting it at a minus 115. The numbers are a little bit misleading with Carlos Rodon's most recent start. He wound up giving a five runs against the Dodgers. But if you watch the game, there was a ball that was clearly hit to the right fielder. I think it was Luis Gonzalez. Completely lost it in the light. That wound up costing him three runs. He technically gave up two runs in this start. I mean... He's been relatively solid ever since the beginning of the month of June. You wind up tossing out that start because it deserves to be tossed out. You should not have guys 
wind up suffering for these earned runs. Now, I recognize that wind's getting reflected a little bit more in fielding independent, but we've got to stick guys with runs that are pitchers that wind up creating errors. Meanwhile, guys like that, that they completely lose a ball in the light and it winds up being earned runs for the pitchers. There's got to be a way that we wind up being able to reflect that a little bit better because that's not on Carlos Rodon. Meanwhile, if Carlos Rodon would have created a fielding error by throwing the ball 50 feet over the first baseman's head, you know what? It would have been an honor run on him. So I always think that that rubs me the wrong way a little bit. But with that said, with Carlos Rodon, I do think that he's going to be able to go out there, do a relatively solid job. Since the beginning of the month of June, you toss out that start. He's got a buck 75 ERA. He's still mowing them down 11 strikeouts per nine innings. Meanwhile, for our good buddy, Mr. Gilbert, ever since he wound up throwing that no-hitter last season, it's been a relatively rocky ride for him. He's only been able to get right around five and a half strikeouts per nine innings. His walks per nine rate is three. His home runs per nine innings rate, that is hovering right in the pocket of two. Now, I recognize that the San Francisco Giants lineup has been very fortunate in the way that they've been able to generate their runs. But that said, you still have Jack Peterson, Wilmer Flores, a pair of guys that are able to give you a double-digit of bombs, hitting right around about a 255 to a 260. And then for the Arizona Diamondbacks, it's a bunch that has a guy in Christian Walker who's been able to give you 22 home runs now. With the Diamondbacks, their home and road splits in terms of home runs has been very interesting to take a look at as for the Arizona Diamondbacks, they're a top three team in terms of being able to hit bombs on the road. They're averaging right around 1.43 home runs per game on the road, 0.88 at home. That has been intriguing. You do have Josh Ross, who's been able to do a solid job of being able to get on base along Ketel Marte. Both of these guys in a 270, but the Diamondbacks, bottom four team in terms of batting average in the league. Don't necessarily have a trustworthy bullpen either. Joe Manette Tipley has been solved for this team. Kyle Nelson, both of these guys posting up a sub-3 ERA, but when you wind up getting down to guys like Mark Melanson, J.B. Wendell, Kenan Company, it has not been too terrific for this Arizona Diamondbacks bullpen. And for the Giants, they wound up having the only sub-3 bullpen ERA out there in the big leagues last season. This season, they're outside the top 20 in terms of bullpen ERA. We're going to polish this game up on the flip side and then give you guys my DK Nation pick for the Diamond on Tuesday. That is coming up in the final segment next right here on The Look At with myself, Greg Peterson, holding it down for Scott Seidenberg on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN football betting guides are coming soon, and there's no better way to prepare for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles for every single team with advanced stance and power ratings. Plus, You've got best bets for season wins, division finishes, player awards, and so much more. Reserve your copy of the Football Betting Guides today and get access to everything that we do for the entire football season with a VEASAN all-access subscription. Make this football season your best ever. Subscribe now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe as it is the final segment of The Look Ahead with myself, Greg Peterson. If you're listening to me live, well, you're getting another three hours of Greg Peterson. I do not know whether to say thank you or... Uh, or if I should be apologizing right now, but with that said, it is what it is. But if you're listening to the replay, you are going to be getting coming up next. Follow the money. It is not going to be Mitch and Paul who's going to be in. It is going to be Stormy Bon and Tony. And I think that we've got a pinch hitter for the pinch hitter situation here. As Sean, unfortunately, I'm getting sick a couple of days ago. I know that Dave wanted filling in for her for him on Monday, so. We shall see if that is going to be the case on Tuesday. So you're either getting Sean or you're getting Dave. Either way, they are going to be absolutely tremendous. They're going to be providing great insights, taking a look at the Tuesday MOB betting cards. So they do an amazing job. It is going to be a lot of fun. And, hey, I got to join in on the fun on Friday as well. So always tremendous to be able to take a look there and always tremendous to be able to take a look at some Major League Baseball we were just tying a bow around this Giants versus Diamondbacks game. I do think that Carlos Rodon, as I mentioned before the break, is going to be able to come out, lend a relatively solid start. I'm going to be taking a look at the run line of the San Francisco Giants because I do think that they've got enough firepower to be able to get to a Diamondbacks bullpen that's not so stellar. Tyler Gilbert, ever since that no-hitter, north of a 5 ERA for him. So I think that's going to be a little bit tough. And with this total, I set mine in at 8.2. The 8 that we're seeing prior to the pitching change, I would have taken over. Now that we're in an 8.5, going to be taking a look at the under end. When it comes to the DK Nation pick that I've got for Tuesday, we're going to go with, in my opinion, the best pitching matchup that we've got on the board. This is 9.05, 9.06 on the betting board. As you've got the Philadelphia Phillies, they are going to be playing us to the Atlanta Braves as it is going to be Spencer Strider, who's going to be going for the Braves. And you've got Aaron Nola, who's on the bump for the Philadelphia Phillies. And the Phillies, 
Right now, you're fighting them as an underdog. You're going to be fighting them as low as even money. I'm seeing at some spots as high as a plus 110. Meanwhile, if you take a look at the Braves, you're going to be laying anywhere between about a minus 120 to a minus 125. Between 7.5 and 8 is your total. This is a total that wound up opening up at 8. We are starting to see this winding up falling down to... <clears throat> excuse me. A little <clears throat> excuse me. We're seeing this fall down to more around a 7.5 as well. So... We've been seeing a little bit of movement in terms of this one. And when it comes to the Atlanta Braves, I do think that they are a team that is going to be able to make some noise out there in the postseason. But I think that they're a team that they're starting to get just a little bit overvalued at this point. And I do think that Aaron Nola, who's been a little bit unlucky at home, he's going to be able to rein it in. As you take a look at Aaron Nola throughout his career, he's always been a little bit better at home rather than on the road. This year, we've seen a little bit of a reversal of that as Nola has been posting up a 4.15 ERA at home compared to 2.30 ERA on the road. This is the exact opposite of what we've seen throughout his career. For his career, Nola 3.22 home ERA compared to a 4.03 road ERA with about a differential of about 25 points in terms of the way that teams wind up hitting him at home and on the road. And ironically enough, his batting average against opponents at home has actually been better than it has been on the road. He's just been giving up the deep ball. A little bit more at home. Meanwhile, for Spencer Strider, wound up actually beginning the season out in the bullpen of the Atlanta Braves. He has since become a starter, and he's been tremendous in terms of getting swings and misses. Right around 13.8 strikeouts per nine innings among pitchers that have thrown at least 50 innings this year. That is by far the best mark, but with that said, as a starter, he has seen a little bit of a drop-off in terms of his ERA. Was a 2.22 when he was coming out of the bullpen. Now it's been more like a 342 as a starter. And the big thing for Spencer Strider, got a question what sort of length he's going to be able to lend the Atlanta Braves because he has been issuing 3.8 walks per nine innings. You're able to take a look at this one of two ways. In terms of the walks that he has surrendered, he's given up at least two in five out of his last eight starts, but he's given up two or fewer in seven out of his last eight. So whatever way you want to take a look at it, glass half full, glass half empty with him. You've got one or two ways to be able to take a look at that, but with the Philadelphia Phillies, what you're able to take a look at with this team as well is a bullpen, and the fact that the bullpen, which for the Philadelphia Phillies in recent years has been very, very far from terrific, it has been much more terrific here in the last 35 days. As you take a look at this Phillies bullpen, they've got the best bullpen ERA in the National League ever since June 22nd, posting up right around a 247 ERA, so they've been able to do a very solid job with that respect, and with the Philadelphia Phillies, you've still got that guy by the name of Kyle Schwarber, and Kyle Schwarber, he's been able to do a nice job being able to pound out 30 home runs thus far this season now with Kyle Schwarber. He's also got a batting average that is hovering right in the neighborhood about a 205. That is a little bit of an issue for this bunch, but you still have guys that are able to get on base, turn those solo shots, even though he typically winds up hitting in the leadoff spot. They want him shaking things up on Monday, the Phillies did, but got a couple guys that are able to get on base for you. Nick Castellanos, Couple with JT Riumuto, you're able to throw in there someone like a Yoan Camargo. These guys in between about a 242, 250, and Alec Bohm. He's been able to do a good job of being able to hit right around a 280 ish for the team as well. So that has been solid for the Philadelphia Phillies. Reese Hoskins starting to cool down a little bit, but he's been able to supply 16 plus home runs for the team as well. And for the Atlanta Braves, got a lot of guys doing a good job being able to get on base. Dancy Swanson, I feel like has been very undervalued this year. He, Michael Harris, the second. And Austin Riley hitting between about a 285 to a 295. Swanson's got a double-digit amount of homers. And for Austin Riley, talk about a man that is on fire right now. He has been able to 
hit for about a 395 with 10 home runs over the last 30 days. His home runs per at-bat rate in that time span has been about a home run every 10 at-bats, so he has been just absolutely masterful. For this Atlanta Braves team, you've got Marcelo Zuna. He's been able to give you right around 16 to 17 home runs himself, so he's been able to do a solid job, be able to supply the boom. They've been without Adam Duvall recently, and sounds like they're going to be without him for quite a bit of time moving forward, but that said, he wasn't doing a lot for the team anyway, so not necessarily the world's biggest deal there, but when you take a look at what you're going to be able to get out of this Atlanta Braves bullpen, I think that's going to be relatively solid as Sir Anthony Dominguez, Brad Hand. These guys have been very solid. Even under the radar, Connor Brogdon has been able to give this team good innings. Corey Knebel, since he wanted going into a seventh inning role, he's been superb for this Philadelphia Phillies team. Meanwhile, A.J. Minter, we saw him give up three runs in the game on Monday that the Phillies were able to take in for the Atlanta Braves. They've been having some pitching woes recently, giving up at least four runs. And now six out of their last nine games. So I think that those are going to be popping up once again. I trust Aaron Nola to be able to get the job done at home. Right now we're seeing books have the Philadelphia Phillies as an underdog. I feel like they should be more like a minus 114 favorite. So I'm willing to take a look at the Philadelphia Phillies on the money line. And my DK Nation write-up is going to be on the Philadelphia Phillies. And when it comes to total, at an 8, I was willing to take a look at the under. Now that we're seeing this dip down to a 7.5 because it's not my total in between. And I wind up going down to the 10th of a run. I want to take my total at a 7.8. So here at a 7.5, I'd be willing to take a look at an over if you still got an 8 available. Personally, I would rather have an 8 under rather than a 7.5 over, just me personally. But that said, right now, with the total dipping down to a 7.5, if we wind up seeing this dip down to pretty much all books, we'll be taking a look at the over of a 7.5. And then a game that is presently off the board at most places, but you're seeing an announced starter now for the Cleveland Guardians. That would be Guardians versus Red Sox. This is 9-13, 9-14 on the betting board. We should see more numbers on this game in the AM, but it is going to be Brian Shaw, who's pretty much going to be like an opener for the Cleveland Guardians. He is a bullpen piece that he is going to be trotted out there for the Cleveland Guardians in the spot. And Josh Winkowski is going to be going for the Boston Red Sox. Circa is the only place that has a number on this game. You've got the Red Sox. We're finding themselves a minus 148 favorite. And plus 135 is going to be your number on the Cleveland Guardians. Total on this game is 10. The over has juice of a minus 115. And I'd be willing to lay it here with the Boston Red Sox now when it comes to the run line of the Red Sox. Find them right around a plus 122. And with the Red Sox, I would need at least a plus 115 to take a look at their run line. So this certainly fits that criteria. But I did wind up making the Red Sox more around a minus 160 favorite. So I actually see a little bit of a bigger differential with regards to the money line rather than the run line. Because with the Red Sox, if you do wind up taking them on the run line, for one, we've been noticing that home favorites have not necessarily been able to do a great job of being able to cover the run line just in the last 30 days alone. We have seen about 15 teams, 50 teams, I should say, wind up not being able to cover the run line as a money line home favorite. And I mean, that's nearly 33% of wins as we wind up seeing home favorites wind up winning about 145 times over the last 30 days. And about 50 of them have not been able to cover the run line winning by approximately one run. So that is a little bit of an issue that winds up cropping up. But with the Red Sox, even without J.D. Martinez, even without having Rafael Devers out there, still a competent lineup, still a lineup that I think should be able to get to a Guardian's what looks to be a bullpen game with Brian Shaw getting tried it out there. So I think that that is going to be a little bit of an issue for a Guardians team that's going up against a Red Sox team that's won nearly two-thirds of their games against opponents outside the AL East. And 
got you guys covered with a little bit of everything here on VSIN. We're getting set for some great football action, and we got you covered every single day in baseball right here on VSIN, the Sports Banking Network. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Whether you're a novice or a seasoned veteran in the sports book, VSIN is here to help you improve your sports betting skills. VSIN has assembled the leading team of insiders and handicappers. Betters and handicappers. Betters and handicappers. Betters and. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.